the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Look, um, where's the the Democrat wave? What Mm -hmm. happened to the wave that we had been promised for months? We were told that Biden would come down at 10 o'clock and he'd declare victory, and the whole of America would be Democrat blue. It didn't happen. The Mm -hmm. pollsters lied to us, or they didn't change their methodology from the last four years. That's fact number one. Number two, we have seen things happen, such upsets for the Biden campaign, the likes of which the Trump campaign never expected across ethnic lines, across minority groups. These are things that will redefine the political landscape of America for decades to come. However, It is now down to two questions. And I tweeted this out this morning. It's down to the lawyers. Which side has the better Mm -hmm. lawyers? We need 100 Rudy Rudy Giuliani's. We need 100 Jay Seculos. We need 100 Jenna Ellis's. Do we have them is the question. I don't know. I don't have that visibility. I spoke to the campaign today. They say, we're winning everywhere. Arizona, you name it. Pennsylvania, we are winning. That doesn't matter. It's who counts the votes and when they count them. The longer... We stretch out these accreditations of the counting tolls, the bigger the chance there is for fraud. And then lastly, uh, I'm not trying to be crude here. It's a question of which side has the greater testicular fortitude. You know the president. I know the president. He will never give up. But it's not just up to him. It's up to his team in Team Trump. And it's up to the GOP. Is the GOP up to it. That's how I see Charlie. Yeah. You, how do you see it? Well, first, I think we dodged a missile. I mean, never before have we seen such powerful people want to get back into power at the governmental level. And, and spend as much money. Well, think about it. It was Hollywood, sports, international leaders, big tech, finance. George Soros. Every every powerful it. person that wanted to reclaim the federal government was involved. Right. We've never seen that. The closest would be 2008 Barack Obama, but he didn't need that help. The country was just ready for what he was selling. Right. And it's pretty remarkable and really promising. And I know that's not really the tone of the movement right now, but they spent $380 million to lose in Iowa, Kentucky, Montana, probably North Carolina and Maine. So without the Senate, I still think the president's going to win. Let's just... What we know is that the Senate will remain in Republican hands. It will. Let's talk about why that matters for a second. Because whether it's packing the Supreme Court, whether, Not it's, happen. whether it's lowering the voting age, Not whether it's happen. making Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. new states. Not going to happen. That is a sucking chest wound. That is an injury to the Democrats, the likes of which, look, we are safe on those issues now. Not to mention the entire cabinet, if we lose the presidency, yes. now has to go through advice and consent of the, the U.S. Senate. Senate. Of the Senate. And so instead of Elizabeth Warren becoming Treasury Secretary, they'll just get another Goldman Sachs banker. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> right, whatever. Well, Bernie Sanders become the Secretary yeah, of Labor. Precisely. Right. This, that's, that, that dog is not going to hunt in the Mitch McConnell Senate. Right. And so we should have lost. 
We were told that we well, were no, going no, but to like, lose. Let's just, like, let's just be honest. We were outspent like five to one. Yes. We had our stuff censored on social media. The president was censored. Everyone was censored. We went through a shutdown, a lockdown, a virus that we were getting blamed for politically. Yes. They had Black Lives Matter plastered on the NBA finals, every person watching that, BLM Incorporated riots. We were supposed to lose. Yeah. And the fact that this is now close is an interruption of the plans for Joe Biden and the Democrat ruling class. Uh, look, it's incredibly important to inject that positive tone into what we're doing right now. I switched on Russia's show uh, this morning, and he was all about, we can win this. Doesn't matter whether it's Arizona or Pennsylvania. We have the figures. I heard all the great, great calculations from the campaign manager today. I, I want your response. For me, from my perspective, you have a much better grasp of things at the grassroots level across the country because of that incredible thing called Turning Point USA you created. But for me, it's down to who has the better lawyers and who has more guts to win this. It, it's a, what about you? Yeah, it's a question of fortitude. Yes. It really is. Right. Because these fights get nasty. Yep. They get expensive. Uh, they're long. And we don't do good. We don't do well, I should say. That's the better. It's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long month this week. We don't do well in lawfare. Yes. Lawfare is not an arena where we as conservatives you know, succeed in. Uh, that's where Tom Fitton is one of the only people that has engaged on this. Right. And so they're going to be doing flurries of lawsuits. We'll be doing flurries of lawsuits. So let's just talk about Arizona. Yep. I'm not going to say any network's names because... Well, I will. You can. I won't, but go ahead. What happened to Fox? My, my, my most viral tweet. I, I went crazy last night. My most viral tweet of all was... The likeliest loser of today is Fox News. And it was quoted. My, my, my tweet was quoted all over conservative media. Th this is an outrage. This, what is it? The decision? What do they call Decision center? The decision de desk. Decision and the, and, desk. And the, the reason I won't say anything is I, I go on Fox. And I have a lot of friends that work there. Right. So do you. And I just I feel a little bit. But, but, but Tucker Carlson called them out. No, of course, on it's, air. Just, it's just not my Tucker role, Carlson. right? And no, so, okay, but let, okay, let, let me let me take. That's this just not who I am. Arrows. So you can do that. Let me take it for a moment. When, when we have them declare Arizona for Biden, and there's kind of consternation even amongst the maybe potential rhino types of Fox, and they ask Steerwalt to, to Chris, where, where did you get that? Or, or where did the decision desk get that? And we get this strange, oh, it's based upon the votes that have been counted and our exit poll results based upon what formula? What, a 30% of this, 20% yeah. of that, and then some pixie dust? It's, it's so reckless and irresponsible. So let's just talk about the numbers in Arizona. Yes. There are 475,000 ballots that haven't been counted. Correct. 475,000. President Trump is winning 65% of all new ballots counted. Yeah. And so the the largest Republican county in the country is a county called Maricopa, Maricopa county. county. You've been there. You're probably live right now on, I think, 960 The Patriot uh -huh. in um, Maricopa. What happened on election day was the longest lines they've ever seen Correct. in Scottsdale Fountain Hills, in Mesa, not Mesa, I'm sorry, in Chandler, in um, the Northwest Valley, really Republican areas because people were holding on to their ballots. Correct. I have talked to 50 people because we're headquartered in Arizona. Yes. They said their vote has still not been counted according to the registrar's office if they voted on the day of and they dropped their ballot. Off. Wow. 50. So that's 50 for 50. Yes. So 500,000 remaining ballots. What's the deficit between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? It's 90,000 right now. So let me get this straight. 
They won't call Georgia. Mm-hmm. They won't call North Carolina. They didn't call Ohio or Florida. I knew we won Florida at 7.30 last yeah. night. 7.30. And here's why. But they called Arizona. No, they did not want to give one win to the president. They didn't want this kind of momentum yes. swing. They were filibustering. They were interrupting. They they were just kind of bringing down the expectations. And I don't say this lightly. The fix is in against the president. And I, I said this in our, our previous couple hours. The American people deserve so much credit. Like you guys did awesome yesterday. Mm-hmm. You really did. Yeah. You you despite all the disinformation, the impeachment, the coup, the spying, the five to one spending, the censorship. It's unbelievable how well we did. It is. And, and we, we don't know how it's going to land. No, I really this is we were up against a juggernaut here. Right. But but I still have to say this. My my wife got up at four AM and she was working as a polling officer till eight PM yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's what she did. And she came home after that and she said you know, I just don't get it. And and I'm not, you know, the president will fight and fight and fight. But, Charlie, what you do is the center of it all. Because the question is, how did tens of millions of Americans still vote Democrat? That's the issue. That's yeah, the issue. It definitely is an issue. And I, I'll agree a little bit. They live in a framework where they've never, some of them have never even met Republicans. Correct. They've been really told misinformation about the virus and the president's handling of it. And this was supposed to be a landslide for them. And Nate Silver should resign. He should retire. I've been calling him out for the last couple weeks, just poking holes in his data. He had Donald Trump with a 10% chance of winning a week ago. It's a lot better than 10% right now. <laughs> it is. It's a lot better. It and is. we're seeing, you know, some very suspicious things happening across the country. But you're right, look, I I'm equally as positive as I am how on earth did Joe Biden even crack 20 million votes. So Correct. I think we have to take a break here. Um America First and Charlie Kirk show merging together, right? It is a beautiful. What do they say in DC? It's awful phrase. Synergy. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Charlie Kirk here with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Greetings, everyone. We are combined broadcast of the Charlie Kirk and America First show here on Salem. Twin powers activate. <laughs> Superb, indeed. Energized. So we were talking about some of the positives from last yes. evening because there are plenty. And it's not that there's any negatives yet. Did you mention all of the ones we discussed in the break? Such as turnout, ethnic minorities. So, so President I mean, Trump, really impressive. Yeah, President Trump won the most non-white vote share of any Republican since 1956. Incredible. So this is the guy that's supposed to be the racist. Yes. Who's winning more Hispanic and black voters and Asian voters than any Republican since 1956. Dwight D. Eisenhower running in 1956 for re-election. In an age where we are told race is what matters, black lives matter, that, that is a slap in the face, is it not, for the racial identity politics of the left? What's going to be really amazing, if President Trump wins, he will have been reelected by black and Hispanic voters in defiance to white liberals who say that <laughs> Trump is racist. Yep. If Trump loses, it's delicious. if Trump loses, it will be black and Hispanic voters that have their will thwarted because of white liberals that think that Trump is racist. Right. Let, let me ask you something. As I was coming into the studio today, I was listening to a, a great guy. I love him. I, I, I won't mention him. He was a guest on, I think, Fox. I was listening to, to Fox via satellite. Uh, and he said, okay, the president was a candidate until yesterday evening. 
Now he just needs to be the president. No, no more campaigning. He just needs to be the president and let the lawyers fight if they can fight. My response is no. Until we have a declared victory, he's still the candidate and the president. I've just read a tweet from Chris Boskirk who says, in contested areas, the president should have rallies. He should keep yes. on having rallies. I think he needs to do both. Charlie? Well, he, he should continue to be president. He was negotiating Middle East but, peace. But, 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 but all candidate the... as well. Of course. Yeah, I mean, we're yes. doing a Trump rally Friday morning in outside of the Maricopa County Recorder's Excellent. Office. Excellent. We have a Protect the Vote rally at 10 a.m. Uh, and anyone that wants to go can uh, go to charliekirk.com or email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. And the reason is this, is that Rule number eight of Solinsky's rules for radicals is you keep the pressure. On. You never stop. When you win, you keep fighting. Well, yeah, and it's they are going to treat this process more fairly if they think people are watching. Them. Correct. They are going to treat this process more carefully if they think people are watching them. And the Democrats are going to be out in the streets tonight. Yes, they are going to be out in the streets demanding that Trump not resign, but that Trump concedes. And let's just be very clear. Georgia's looking very good. The president should win in Georgia. Uh, let's absent Stacey Abrams coming out with 150,000 new ballots. Magic ballots. Which right. they say there's 200,000 ballots outstanding in Georgia. Trump's lead is 80,000. There's still some Republican counties that have yet to fully report. So that means that Joe Biden with the Republican blend would have to win like 65% of the remaining votes in Georgia. I think that's very unlikely. Right. And it's possible, but it's very unlikely. And I think there's a ton of fraud baked into that. And so Georgia's good. North Carolina should be called already. The fact that it hasn't is ridiculous. And then it really comes down to Pennsylvania and Arizona. The, one of the states that I have been really tracking closely has been Arizona. And it's stunning how quick this was called by all the experts. Mm -hmm. You have 500,000 ballots that have yet to be counted right. in the state of Arizona from the largest Republican county in the country. And Trump is winning 65% of all of those ballots that are coming in. But it was very clear that last evening, the activist media, they were all going through a pre-rehearsed script. The only person that really wasn't playing along was Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yes. Tucker was like, what are we doing here? This yeah. is, we're not a banana republic where we just stop counting votes at 1230 in the morning. Right. It's 1991 post-Soviet Russia. Like, just go home. We'll tell you who won. Yeah. And so now you're starting to see the consequences of the mail-in ballot nonsense. You and I talked about this at a lot of our town halls. And it's going to be really who has the better lawyers, who has the will to fight. Here's why the demonstrations are important. Because the media is going to try to suffocate the Trump movement into surrender right now. Yeah. I'm already getting push notifications from Huffington Post and all that nonsense. Where they're like, Biden's going to win. When is Trump going to concede? They're going to try to bring that drumbeat where we look like the ones that are trying to interfere with democracy. So, so in addition to the events that you're holding in key places that are still battleground districts... What is the role for the average American? In addition to going to these events, you're right. We have to keep the eyes on. But what does that look like? Public displays of support. Yes. The Trump flags have to go out. The social media posts have Mega to continue hats. and learn. Keep your eyes open, meaning watch these shows. Watch what's going on. Turn off cable television. Get deep into the weeds, but also report voter fraud when you see it to your local county. 
So you have a couple things you want to read? Yeah, so you've been doing this all day, and I'm glad we're doing this uh, synergistic thing. But I, I need to do a, a fact check, because you've got your notes in front of you. You're constantly scribbling. Yep. Your mind is going. I just received this literally 15 minutes ago from a, a deep insider, not from party politics, but from, uh, how should I put this? He's a political operator of several decades in the swamp. And this is from his sources. So let me do the sanity check for our listeners. This is from the... He says it, the president's people. Pathways to victory in Pennsylvania. There are more than a million ballots left to be counted, including roughly 300,000 in Pennsylvania. Using extremely conservative estimates, even if President Trump received just 5% of the ballots in Philly and 30% of the other remaining ballots, the president wins PA by 40,000 votes. Arizona. A final batch of mail-in ballots is still being counted, with the latest arriving ballots counted last. We believe that over half a million votes remain to be counted. We expect to win between two-thirds and 70% of those ballots. And as a result, the president expects to win by 30,000 votes in Arizona. Nevada, late-breaking mail-in votes will help us. We believe that once all legal ballots are counted, we will win by Five and a half thousand votes. We are concerned, however, with corruption in Nevada. Georgia, President Trump has built an insurmountable lead that the Democrats cannot beat. We lead by over 100,000 votes. And then lastly, one sentence in North Carolina. President Trump has built an insurmountable lead that the Democrats cannot beat. We lead by over 76,000 votes. Is that up to date? Is that what you're yes. seeing? If all that materializes, President Trump wins. He wins the whole thing. The White House. He gets the, the 279 House. electoral votes, despite Wisconsin and Michigan not yeah. going I think way. I think we have to. Michigan and Wisconsin, we just write off now. Yeah, look, maybe the campaign sees something we don't know. No. I think that they should ask for recounts. They should contest them. Here's why. It puts the eyes on voter fraud. Maybe we'll discover something that will prevent other races. Other fraud. Yeah, and I, I just don't see it in Wisconsin. And I say that as someone who grew up in the Midwest, and I was looking at the numbers at Wisconsin. I'm stunned to say that because I was up till 3.30 pouring over the numbers. Here's just one awesome thing that happened in Wisconsin, though, which is really ups- – it's, it's just so awful that we didn't win it. Um, and I don't think that we're going to. Kenosha County. Yes. Kenosha County won by one point in 2016. We won it by 27 points yesterday. <laughs> I wonder what... Can, talk to us about... It's, put Kenosha into context, I, would you I, please, I Charlie it, Kirk? it's the BLM Incorporated County. It's the violence. It's the BLM yeah. County. And so I think you saw that all across the so Midwest. 20, can you repeat that? That's a 25 I, I don't. I don't, have the, I don't have the final numbers, but as I was looking at them, we, were, we won by Stunning. one point in 2016, and we were winning by about 23 to 26 points all night. 30 points at one point as yeah. votes were coming in. That's Kenosha County right on the border of um, Wisconsin, Illinois, right near Zion, Zion, Waukegan area, Gurney, right on the border. Pretty incredible and remarkable. And so Wisconsin, I'm glad that they're going to do a recount. I think they actually might find some big fraud, you know, big issues with fraud, voter registration. They have same day registration in Wisconsin, which is insane. Any state that has same day voter registration should just completely rethink the way they do it if they want actual clear results. Here's some good news we just got in. John James looks like he's going to win the Senate race in Michigan. Because that's been going flipping back, back and, and forth. Back and forth, back and forth. Decision Desk now has 99% in. John James with 16,000 vote lead. And that's without you know nonsensical ballots being tossed out. That's right. going to get into the courts. Right. They're going to sue that one into oblivion. That's a gain. That's a flip. So let's just go through the balance of power in the U.S. Senate. We started the night at 53 Really 54, because Tommy Tuberville won. Yep. Beat Doug Jones handedly, 54. Cory Gardner lost, 
53. 53. Martha McSally is probably going to lose. Uh, Martha McSally, because she's running even behind the president. 52. But then, all of a sudden, Susan Collins and Tom Tillis are holding on. John James expands 53. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we end the evening, we end all of this without losing any structural advantage in the U.S. Senate? Now, there's a couple questions, though. Georgia. So Georgia, Purdue needs to have plus 50% to avoid a runoff versus mm-hmm. Ossif. That's not going to be good for anyone. And then Kelly Loeffler beat Doug Collins to go up against, I think his name is um, Warnocker or something. I'm, I'm Wardner. I'm, again, too many names, too many numbers. Uh, the gentleman who's running as a Democrat in um, Georgia. That'll be a runoff on January 5th. I think that all of this fraud and this nonsense we're going to turn out in huge numbers for that Georgia special election. Yes. Here's a very interesting thing to think about. If Trump loses the presidency, he'll probably go do, go do a MAGA rally for Kelly Loeffler <laughs> to still win that Senate race, which I totally support, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think that Trump's going to lose the presidency. We have a structural advantage based on all votes remaining to be counted in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona. And if we win Nevada, that's just, you know. That's cherries on top. So let's 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 say that everything I just read to you comes true, and we expose corruption and fraud elsewhere, which just helps to bolster the case. And the president is solidified. And before the magical December eighth uh, sanctuary, where the electoral college has to vote, the president is reinstated and sworn back for his second term. What are the consequences of the last 18 hours for America moving forward? And I don't mean the MAGA agenda. We, we, you wrote the book, you yeah. know, the MAGA doctrine. I'm talking about what happens to, let's, let's get a little bit nerdy for a second, because you really follow this stuff. What happens to in election integrity and the way we proceed? Because as I said, I, I don't want to be in a country where we turn election day into yeah. election month. But let me... We, we have an example of what to do. It's called Florida. Yeah. Ron DeSantis right. won Florida for Trump. Can, uh, Ron DeSantis got Florida. A three-point win in Florida yeah. is what we call a blowout. I'm a, I'm a resident of Florida. I moved from Illinois, so my vote would be counted. And how is Florida, that has a bigger population than Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. able to have their results 95% in by 8 p.m. with more absentee ballot requests, more vote by mail right. because you have an elderly population. Elder population. Here's why. Ron DeSantis won the governor's race narrowly against the criminal Andrew Gillum. He's awful. Yeah. Praise God he didn't win that governor's race. Ron DeSantis immediately asked for Brenda Snipes' resignation from he, Broward he County. Did. Broward County was the Philadelphia of oh, Florida. The most corrupt. But Ron DeSantis came in and he said, let me tell you how this is going to work now that I'm in charge. You have all ballots in by 7 p.m. You have them tabulated and counted. By 9 p.m., if by 8.30 you're seeing any problems, you have to pick up the phone to the central account recording agency and you have to ex- you have to explain yourself why you're not going to have 95% in. He Fabulous. was challenged in court and he won. This is why we knew who was going to win in Florida so, 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 by 7.30. So is it up to us winning uh, the governorships and getting tough guys well, like no, DeSantis because, everywhere? Well, but why is it that we have Republican governors in some of these other states and it's a complete and total disaster? It's because Ron DeSantis is a movement conservative. Yes. That's why. Yes. It's because Ron yes. DeSantis was a true Repub- true conservative from Ponte Vedra. He defended the president throughout impeachment. And he understood why the president Mueller. won. Yeah. He, by the way, he took a huge he, – he had one of the greatest upsets in his Republican primary in Florida against Adam Putnam. One, thanks to the endorsement of Trump. 
beat Gillum against all odds, and yes. he's been a phenomenal governor. Here's the other lesson for Republican governors, though. If we end up losing Arizona, it'll be because Arizona didn't open up quick enough. That's why. Ron DeSantis, get this, with the most elderly, elderly people per capita of any state in the country, opened up his state fully in June and July. Business is open, and he was rewarded for it. The state that opened up in defiance of national lockdowns has the most convincing per capita victory for President Trump last night. Is that a can you generalize that observation? Can you say that the coronavirus can be generalized in its effect on the election based upon what we saw in Florida? I think that there are a couple things that happened in Florida, and I think the media is sloppily covering it. They're covering it just from the Cuban vote in Florida, and it's a lot more complicated than it that. It is. We did better with seniors. We did better in Sumter County, which is the villages. Right. So how do we do better with seniors with the Chinese coronavirus? Because maybe the seniors actually want to see the country open, and they want a life for their kids and grandkids. Who would have ever thought of this kind of intergenerational thinking? Now, you mentioned the kids and the grandkids. I, I need you to verify or to shoot down what we heard in the last six, seven days before the election that we were seeing a break amongst the millennial voting constituency insofar as a lot of them were fed up with the lockdown, wanted to get back to school, wanted to get back to living a quasi-normal life as much as possible. Is that true? Did we did, Was that borne out by last St night? State by state, uh, we did not as well with the youth vote as I would have liked in Georgia. We're still looking into the data. I think a lot of it is the Hollywood effect. And also, it's hard to... It's harder for me to actually get young people excited when everything around them is culturally conservative because they feel less rebellious. So Georgia has been so intergenerationally conservative mm -hmm. that there's kind of a fun spirit to all of a sudden trying out the Democrat thing, which is just so wow. incredibly self-defeating. I thought we were the culture. Uh, no, the we are. But think about it. If you're, in, if you're in Georgia, it hasn't voted Republican since 1972. Okay. I mean, Democrats since 1972. Oh, and actually, that's not true. Clinton won it in 90, 92 or 96. Anyway, it's just it's this idea that we're going to fight the system. And okay. However, we did better with younger voters in Ohio. Uh -huh. We did really well with younger voters in Florida. And if we win Pennsylvania, it will be because of younger voters. It will be. And is, is that a is that a COVID thing as far as you're concerned? Or is it deeper? Is it because it's, things it's like a, Turning Point USA? A, yeah, are... I mean, look, I don't want to take credit. I can tell you this, though. At Turning Point Action, our political vehicle, Turning Point USA is all culture. I can say this. One of the reasons why last night was not a bloodbath was because of what we've done with young people. Yeah. We won 37% of younger voters in some of these states. That's enough to win. Wow. We did not get obliterated. The turnout was not what they wanted it to be. Right. Now, that's based on exit polling data. We'll find out. We'll go precinct by precinct. We'll do a huge dive. This is just an immediate observation. But we would have known if there was a deluge. If there would have been a deluge, one of the major reasons why Obama won Ohio was because he ran up the score at Ohio State University and Athens, Ohio at Ohio University and Cleveland State University non-existent we won ohio by eight points last night yeah and the same can be said for iowa right we did really well in iowa city where university of iowa is we did really well in ames where iowa state university is and so while we did not win the youth vote we did a lot better than what people would think so i think that where turning point action our political vehicle really played a role is we did not allow a student surge to happen for the democrats we diluted a lot of their enthusiasm. We converted people to our side. We turned out our voters. And so I can say confidently that we did our job. We did. If we lose, it'll be because of white, upper middle class, college educated, college educated suburban women.
He said the phrase, if we lose far too many times for my comfort, but I know he wants to win. I, I'm, 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 you know that I'm just fair on this. I, I want the president to win. I just don't want to mislead anyone. If all that happens, what you said, hap- we're going to win. It's that simple. Arizona's looking very good. All of a yeah. sudden, ABC, New York Times, CNN have all pulled their calls that President Trump lost Arizona. But did Fox, that announced it first? We're waiting. What's happening, guys? Are you listening? Is Tucker Carlson going to have to kick you in the backside again like he did last so night? Let me, let me it's embarrassing, guys. There are 650,000 outstanding ballots in Arizona. 650,000 ballots. President Trump, in order to win the state of Arizona, now only needs to win 58% of remaining ballots. He's winning 66% of them. Based on all data that I have seen from the governor's office and from people that I know in Arizona, President Trump might win Arizona by 100,000 votes. And when do you expect it to be declared, though? That's, that's the key question. Well, we Could it be today? Could it be how soon? We, we, we don't know. This is going to be tied up in the courts. The Biden campaign is trying to preemptively declare victory. Today. And all the activist networks, they're in on it. Yes. I hope all of you guys watching this and listening to this realize th- this was this was a this was like written as if it was a three part play. I went into this, Charlie, worried about the secretaries of state in each state. I was worried about the lieutenant governors, the attorney generals and the governors. Charlie, they're not the problem. They're the secondary problem. The problem is the media. It was the media that was declaring states without the evidence. This is the big lesson for the future. That well, we've... it's just, yeah, but they're also calling, they're not calling the states where there is the evidence. <laughs> yes, they, if they, it's for the president, They of didn't call not. Ohio till midnight. They right. didn't call Florida. Florida. Here's the significance. If they would have called Florida when we knew Florida was winning, there were 25,000 people still in line to vote in Arizona. Yes. They would have gotten a push notification. Oh, wow, right. Trump can do this. Maybe I'm going to go vote for Trump. Maybe I'm going to go still go to the polls and help him. Yeah. But Fox was quick to say that Trump lost Virginia. Don't bother. Don't bother. And Virginia was tighter than people would have actually thought. Now, Biden probably did win Virginia. The votes are still coming in. But it wasn't worthy of an instantaneous call. No. At all. No. At like 9 p.m. It's insane. So here's the path. Arizona's looking increasingly good for the president. All the networks have now called their projections. They've retracted them, as which we told them that they were going to do. Georgia has got to normalize. Georgia, I'm a little bit worried about. North Carolina is fine. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Who knows? I'm, you know, the one thing about Pennsylvania, I said I am the least involved in that. That, that is a, <laughs> I'll, too I'll, dirty for you. I will go. It's I don't know the state that well. I've been following it. We did a couple of visits there. Trump campaign. That's all you. You got it. Like, I, Thanks, Charlie. Well, I mean, we, we were headquartered in Arizona, right? So okay. I think Arizona, okay. there is no path without Arizona. So let me just be clear. We win Arizona, hold on to Georgia, North Carolina, win Pennsylvania. Donald J. Trump wins four more years. You have a Senate and you gain seats in the House. Take that billionaire class, Hollywood elites, professional athletes, big tech, inter, intercontinental forces that were trying to destroy our president. And listen to the one big take-home. We only do this. We only do Turning Point USA, Charlie's show, my show, the whole Salem empire because of the so what question what difference does it make to you and what difference can you make we have to keep the pressure on we have to make them feel like we are watching them so whether it's charlie's events whether it's going to the places where they're counting the votes and letting your voice be heard your support for the president be seen or whether it is simply sending a message that you are on the side of america you matter it doesn't matter 
matter where you live. They have to feel as if they can't get away with it. It is crunch time. The election is not over, sadly, but we have to keep the pressure on. So even if it's self-organized, if it's just organic events, I did the Beltway Trump convoy with hundreds of vehicles organized by a Hispanic lady for the president. We drove around the Beltway. We surrounded the swamp on Sunday. We sent a message to the globalists. We sent a message to the ingrained bureaucracy and to the media class. You can do it and you must do it everywhere. Everyone watching this, do something right now to help the president. Put out a flag outside of your dorm yes. room. Go drive around the neighborhood with a Trump flag. People need to see public displays of support. Crucial. Because now this thing is going into the county recorder's office. And with this data I just got from Arizona, it's a game changer. I, I, I thought there might be 100,000 ballots outstanding. Yeah, but not 650. How are they calling this race? This, I'm telling everyone watching this right now, they hate you so much. And they hate President Trump because he fights for you. Yeah. They think you're stupid. And guess what? We got eyes on all of them. We're going to organize. We're going to rally. We're not going to let them steal this from us. They think they can get away with it, but you can stop them if you let them feel the heat. Send a message. Be loud. Be proud. Be Americans. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. We're still waiting for the dust to settle on this year's elections, but one thing appears extremely likely. Republicans will retain control of the United States Senate. Credit should go to Mitch McConnell and the leadership team at the National Republican Senatorial Committee. They were left for dead by many pundits and analysts before the election, but managed to pull off an impressive victory, even though they were outspent by tens of millions of dollars in crucial races across the country. Congratulations should go to incumbent Senators Susan Collins, Tom Tillis, Joni Ernst, and Steve Daines, who appear to have won re-election. David Perdue of Georgia is close to victory and, at least as I speak, challenger John James is running ahead in Michigan. It was a good night for the Republican majority in the Senate. That will be hugely important, regardless of who wins the presidency. I'm Lon He Chen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.